Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of your favorite travel podcast, Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. So happy to have you here. Um, housekeeping, as always, the typical shit that the typical shitters like I always say, like follow, subscribe and all that jazz, but actually it does help people that are new to the show or who haven't necessarily listened to an episode, have an idea of why they should listen to the show. We all use reviews when we do Airbnb and experience choices, and it applies the same way to podcasts and content to consume. So I would appreciate your help only if you fuck with the show though. I mean, by all means, if you don't. <laughs> You ain't got to say nothing. Otherwise, I also have a listener survey that will be in the description box as well so that I can get a feel for what you are actually interested in so that I don't end up doing collaborations with people you don't give a fuck about or getting sponsors that you would never want to buy anything from. So holla at a nigga. I'm here. That being <laughs> said, uh, there was the laugh. So now you know. Uh, yes, <laughs> my beautiful guest please. Thank you. Um, all the, what would, at, what article of speech is please and thank you? Because it's not, maybe an adjective or an adverb. I guess it depends on its usage. <laughs> Numbers aren't my thing, but I do enjoy words. Please and thank you, my beautiful guest. Go right ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, loves. My name is Nate Jones. Um, I am an actress. I am a herbalist, I'm a healer, and the owner of Liberate Botanica, apothecary and wellness sanctuary, um, where we specialize in helping you create a sanctuary in your home. I sell eucalyptus, incense, oil, sage, you know, all the good vibes and shit. Right. <laughs> all that hippie friend shit. Yeah, okay. that's where we can get it from. So thank you so much for um, being here to talk with me and my guests. Uh, your presence is appreciated. And it's also good to speak with you again. I feel like the last time I saw you, shout out to Rochelle. I don't know where the fuck we went, but somehow Ro locked her keys in the car. And I don't know if you were still with us that night. We had gone to cafeteria or something. And um, we had a great night until the night wasn't fun. She locked her keys in the car. And she, I think she ended up just opting to break the, the window as opposed to calling AAA. Um, I don't know how we got to that decision or not, but um, yeah, good times, good times. <laughs> Ooh, so how... I'm like I don't remember I kind of do but I don't so not gonna lie I'm like, I don't I remember, know where the fuck we were but I, I remember cafeteria but you know me I had a I, I've been taking cabs for so long <laughs> uh so um you are an actress where have <laughs> please talk to I so let me rewind back we met in probably the early 2000s shout out to ken <laughs> i was just thinking good, about him too <laughs> the good the good good boy the, the big hobie kenzal who is i don't i don't think he's still doing music or not but um we met doing videos together so i'm gonna tell my kids i was popping 
in the video streets. Ain't there's nothing that they weren't here. They're not gonna know any better. And <laughs> shout out to all y'all that are gonna back me up. But um, yeah, so I had I have really talented friends that would do talented nigga shit. And so I would just pull up and be like, oh, friends, all right, any pretty faces? Come on, just pull up. Okay, not a big deal. And we always had so much fucking fun. And I want to say the Get You a Man video, it was actually around this time, maybe whatever years ago, because you know how like on your phone, Amazon photos and Google photos will remind you of stuff. Well, that popped that up. Was like, that was like 10 years. That was like 10 years ago. Yeah. I don't know if you realize yeah. that, but like it's 2022. I think that was like 2012, maybe. Yep, because here we go. On top of this VW in bikinis and cut off shorts. Ah! <laughs> I remember that. And that was the second video. So that was like a year or two after the first video. Mm-hmm. I think that one was If This Pussy Could Talk. If was this, that? Yes, that was If This that was Pussy my Could shit. Talk was the first one. That's still my song. Still. That shit slap. <laughs> I had that on my resume, like when I was acting and stuff like that. And I didn't have any work as like a model or actress mm -hmm. or a video girl. Right. I actually would put, I put that on my resume as like one of the videos I did. And I had so many casting directors or so many people like, I wouldn't put that on my resume. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, did you look it up? Did you look up the video? <laughs> right. And they'd Let's be like, no. Down. And I'm like, okay, then, then I'm going to. Right. Like just because your mind is in the gutter like you didn't even see the video mm -hmm. in the video work of art so shout out to kim for bringing us together because uh-huh yeah and mikhail <laughs> and mikhail or oh, i don't know how, uh, yeah. how to pronounce his name mikhail mikhail mad dope but he always used the same director i feel like yeah i don't ever remember him not using him as the director and he had some fucking ideas man he some was smart fucking ideas yeah he was smart yeah that was that a good was time good. so how did you get into modeling and acting what was your start were you a theater kid what brought you where are you from because I know that you're not from here so the asking what brought you here makes no sense to someone that doesn't know that so please what is your origin story so I'm originally um from Youngstown Ohio uh I was born and raised in Youngstown, Ohio, on the east side. And then when I was like 15, my mom moved us to Detroit. I finished high school there. And then for college, I went to New York. Um, I lived in New York for about 10 years. And then I moved to LA. Um, so I've, I've traveled a lot, even like as a kid. My mom was married to someone in the military. So we, I lived abroad for some years in Germany. Um, and I've just, I've lived in so many different places. Like traveling has been a huge part of like how my personality has developed, why I'm so friendly, why I'm so fearless. Uh, Cause I, I traveled a lot as a kid growing up um, and like lived in a bunch of different places. Um, but yeah, I, I got into acting. I got into acting kind of by accident. I don't want to say it's by accident because there's there's no there's no like accidents. Yep. I don't really believe in that, you know. But honestly, <clears throat> singing and dancing was more so my thing. Um, and I'm rolling up, by the way. So if y'all see me looking down, that's why I'm rolling up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I started singing and dancing first, and 
uh, I kind of always did that growing up and I was in like a girl group. And then like, I found this school. I knew that I wanted to go to school for the arts, Mm -hmm. but I just, I wanted to leave Detroit. I wanted to leave Ohio. Like I just didn't want to stay where I was. And like New York was just pulling me. Like something in my spirit was like, you need to be in New York City. And I started looking up schools that had like singing and dancing programs. And I kept coming across like theater schools and like Broadway schools, right? And I was already in love with theater because I was already doing like theatrical projects in my high school and I was doing plays already, but I didn't consider myself an actor. I just was like, I'm a singer, I'm an artist, period. Um, And then I found the school I wanted to go to. I ended up going to AMDA in New York City. Um, And yeah, that started my acting career, honestly, because they, AMDA introduced me to acting. Like I just wanted to sing and dance, but I took my first acting class, my real, my first real acting class at AMDA. And I don't know, my first, like after my first class, I told my mom, like, yeah, I think, I think this is what I want to do. Like, I think I want to do this more than I want to sing and dance. Hmm. Yeah. And then since then, here we are. I still, I still sing and dance, but I don't pursue them in my career as much, which I should probably do a little bit more of, you know, but that's how I got into acting. So what was your first gig? Hmm. Like my first real acting job. Both. I was working. So I, I like got a couple of like acting because my personality has always been that of like an entertainer. Mm-hmm. So I feel like even when I was modeling, cause I, I didn't think I had enough experience or training to really be an actor. Like once I really like learned about it, I was like, I don't think I have an, enough of this, but I've, I've always kind of suffered with imposter syndrome, but we ain't gonna get into that right now. Right. <laughs> But I've always had a little bit of underlining imposter syndrome. And I didn't think I I had it enough to just go straight into acting or to audition for just acting stuff. So I started like modeling and doing music videos. And in in doing that, I would get projects like the one I met you on, Mm -hmm. where people would be like, yeah, like we want you to dance and stuff, but like your personality is dope. So like, we want you to like say this, we want you to like do this. And I think that you'll be able to do this little skit. So that's kind of what I started doing. I just started being myself or just playing these little different roles. Sometimes it was like, a lot of the times it was like the ghetto girl, which I do right. very well because I'm from the hood. I'm from the East side, you know? Shaquana Manisha. That's what the fucking name was. Wasn't it some shit like Shaquana Manisha in the video? Shaquana Manisha. And I always play characters like that, like mm-hmm. Hood Love, which went viral a couple years ago with Minx. Shout out to him. But my name on there was Radiation, like Sean Sean on Snowfall. Like I always play these like round away girls. I don't look at them as the ghetto girl. I look at them mm-hmm. as the round away girl. That's me. Like I got on an oversized t-shirt, cornrows in my hair and hoops. Like, like this is I get it. it. Black girl magic. You know what I mean? So like y'all say it's ghetto. I say it's culture. I said it's, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, that hood culture. So that was like my first like acting gig. And then I think my first like 
real acting gig where I like got paid. I did a play in New York called um, Kings. And it, I played a girl named Milkshake. Her name was Diana, but they called her Milkshake. She was thick. And, <laughs> and um, yeah, that was my first like paid acting gig. And I was like, I can't like really do this for a living. Mm-hmm. And look at you. And look at me now. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Look at you. I'm I'm proud of you and I'm happy for you. you. Like thank you. That means a lot. That means a lot. Coming from you, you, that means a lot because I met you like when I was fresh in New York. I hadn't even been there. Like when I met you, my accent was still country. (laughs) (laughs) I was I was like, I was just out of college, but like I had only been in New York for about three years. Yeah. And I had just started doing what I wanted to do on a level where I'm on set all day or, you know, I'm connecting with people. So that means a lot. Thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. My (laughs) absolute fucking pleasure. I'm playing with the mouse and it ain't even connected to nothing. So would you think that there is a, okay, so I started, let me put it this way. So I typed out the question, but then I read it and I realized I don't even think that really makes sense. In my mind, I feel like when you perform for different audiences, right? Uh, in terms of like a stage play, if you travel, say from New York, or then if you do the play in Chicago, if you do the play in Atlanta, the character is written as the character, but is there anything different in the delivery or are there any nuances to a character yes. that change because of the region that you're in? Okay, hell so yeah. I'm not fucking crazy. Thank you. No, hell, of course. So this is the thing. I come from theater. Like I said, I went to school from musical theater. So theater, that little black box is my sanctuary. I still, like, I, I don't even think I could do on-screen acting for too long without doing theater. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it keeps me fresh. It allows me to be human in my acting it, it forces me to be human because when you're on tape, they're constantly stopping and going, they're cutting, yeah. they're editing, they're doing di- multiple different takes. So they're going to watch those all days and, and all days is like raw footage. Mm-hmm. So they're going to watch the all days and they're going to choose the best take Yeah. versus theater where, or even like this podcast it's live. That's raw emotion. You know what I'm saying? Like we used to have this saying in theater, they may still have it where like, when, like I, I'm one of those theater geeks. I want to sit in the front row or I want to be so close that I feel their spit on me. Not now cause COVID, but like, (laughs) but like, that's how raw and real theater is, is like when someone is singing live and their voice cracks, that's, that's, that's live. That's live emotion. You literally see their muscles. You can see their facial expressions. It's, there's no light. There's no extra lighting. There's when you fuck up, you fuck up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times when we're doing theater, we we do we feed anything live. We feed off of the the, the audience. That's right. why live audience is so important. That's why like Instagram live is something that is only going to get bigger. That's why now they're, now you're able to monetize on it because having that live audience, like having it, they feed you, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes you'll, especially like I've done shows where we do 
the whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, multiple shows sometimes in one day. Oh, wow. So we'll have a, a matinee, you know, on Saturday and then have an evening show. Right. Well, those, we may have a very, you know, quiet <laughs> uh, matinee mm-hmm. because it may be older people. It may be some kids in there. It may, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. the jokes may not hit. The energy okay. may be a little different because the, the audience is different, right? Mm-hmm. Or Sunday, you make it a church crowd right. versus a Saturday night. They it may be date night. Yeah. It may be younger people. It may be some people who didn't have a few drinks and they coming from dinner or they about yeah. to go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like you may get them just interacting differently. But right. yes, most definitely not like I don't necessarily change the character, but I may change how she says something. I may change how I deliver it in that moment based off of the audience and how they're responding to me, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, but I love theater. And that's why I love like live performances, live music. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. Like I was that person in the pandemic. Like, I mean, we're still in it, but I was kind of like, I'm ready for things to get back open. Cause I'm ready to, so to be sociable. I'm ready to like see live music hear live music because it's an energy thing yeah it's 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 energy you know so yeah most definitely okay so you mentioned as a kid that you've lived in a lot of different places and that shaped your personality to be as big bold and beautiful as it is would Mm -hmm. you say or how would you say your that view right especially pertain to or did it separate? Because I'm thinking when I thought of when I think of travel, right, in my head as a kid, I know I only thought of vacations. I didn't necessarily correlate travel with like a lifestyle or just experiences and just doing the same things you do at home, but just someplace else, like uh, connecting differently with different areas. As a kid, since you moved to a lot of different places, what do you think or what is your experience of what you felt travel was? And how has that kind of played a role in how you receive different types of characters or how you may deliver different characters or how you may portray different characters? That's such a great question. That is such a great question because <clears throat> traveling early in life, and this is why I want my kids to be able to do this. Now, I'm not going to lie. It had its cons because I always had to make new friends. And like my sense of stability, even in adulthood, has always been in flight. Yeah. I've, I've had to really work on grounding myself and feeling at home within my own being because I've never had that house as a childhood house where I grew up in. It was a bunch of different houses. You see what I'm saying? So I had to develop very early my sense of self and security and stability in myself. But it helped me as an artist because I was able to be whoever I wanted every time I moved. Every time I went somewhere else, I could be somebody totally different. And then it also helped because it allowed me to see that like, wow, my little world in this little neighborhood, in this little city with this accent or culture, the way that they do things here is so different. And that's how they do it there. You know, and it, it, it honestly made me have 
like this like sense of judgment where in certain instances I didn't judge at all but then there were other instances where I was I was so over judgy because of where I just came from you know what I mean so like even moving from from New York to LA that's the first thing people ask me because I've lived in on both coasts and both of the biggest most popular cities in the world people are like which one did you like better and I'm like they don't compare <laughs> like they both have their own New Yorkers and my LA natives I love them equally but for different reasons yeah I can you know what I'm saying okay. like a New York girl and a LA girl has has a lot in common but they very different you know what I'm saying so like it's it's honestly like really helped to ground me for one, but it's also helped me to see different cultures and like see the different accents. I think that's the, that's the thing for me. Cause ultimately like, I feel like I still have my natural accent, but the cultures, the accents, like what's important to the people in that area. So when I'm playing a character and they say it's based in this place, I've lived there. Mm-hmm. So I, I have friends, like real friends that I can go to and be like, yo, do, like, can you ask your mom about yeah. how was this when she was, and I can get an authentic answer, not no research-based Google, right. like, nah, I know what that true accent of somebody who's from Brooklyn versus somebody who's from Harlem, like, mm-hmm. like, I know the difference. I know what's important to them. I know what, I know the difference between somebody who's like from Watts versus somebody who's from Inglewood. Okay. Like it's different, like, it, you know, versus somebody who's from the Valley. Like, I didn't even know what a Valley girl accent was at first. I just thought, oh, that's like this, like very like, like white girl, like, no, that's very Valley white girl. And it's very like ditzy and it's very like, yeah, like my dad, like, is like the CEO of like, yeah. So like, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, but that, but right. you, but you have to be there. You have to, that's the, that's what makes travel so like such a huge part of like, not necessarily vacationing because even when I travel, like, and maybe that's also something that I had to learn how to do, right? I had to learn how to vacation when I travel. Yeah. Because I traveled okay. so much growing up that I, I want to go to the hood almost when I go travel. Like I, I want to go eat at the mom and pop spots. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stay at the resort. I want to, I want to go to the little farmer's market where, where Abuela and Nana go. Yep. That's, I'm trying to be in the mix with the people because when I was traveling growing up, that's what we did. Right. We were with the people. So I had to learn how to vacation. I had to learn how to be like, you know what? I'm going to actually like rest on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, actually not, I'm actually not going to, I'm actually not going to educate myself this trip. Maybe, maybe I'll come back next time. Once I see how beautiful it is, I'll come back next time with people. And then that'll be an educational trip. Okay. Or maybe I'll allot one day Mm -hmm. to really focus on education and just relax. You know what I'm saying? So I think it just depends, but yeah, that what travel has definitely 
helped and hindered <laughs> when it's come to like my artistry, like even my personality and how it shifted, but it's, but it, it ultimately has like aided to my growth. Okay. Both, both, you know, personally and as an artist. I can see it giving you the ability to really tap into being that you said that you could be whoever you wanted to be when you went someplace new that also allows you to more easily be whoever that character needs to be as opposed to trying to play someone that's totally different from who you are and it coming off as you acting you've already gotten used to being able to kind of you know, read what's important about people really quickly because you've had to adapt to a lot of new people much more faster, much more faster, much more quickly than someone that who has possibly stayed in the same location all their life. Yeah. You have the same people. You don't really have to adapt to new people. You have the same squad that comes with you and not taints, but kind of colors the lens with which you see the world when you've got the same people around you all the time. So I would be able to, I would think that it is allowing you to really play someone that's not you and still be believable as opposed to and you know, forced. And like, you're, you're so right about that. But, but also what it's done because I've, it forces me to be authentic to who I am because I feel like sometimes people who stay in one place, right. Whether one city or one state, whatever their whole life, you're only, like you said, susceptible to certain things. So you just think that, certain ways that you are are a part of your personality and you'll you'll grow to realize that that's not actually who you are it's actually like who you put yourself in a box to be because of your geographic and where you are because you live in this area because y'all y'all have four seasons and it snows you believe in cuffing season so you force yourself to get in a relationship every year or force yourself to find a partner to but somebody in LA or somebody in Arizona we they don't have that so they don't so their idea of a relationship or commitment is, you see what I'm saying? Yep. So ultimately, yep. yes, I, I, I use it for my work in a sense of like developing these characters, but ultimately I'm developing my character because I realized that like, I'm human, mm-hmm. I'm human. And like who I am can change depending yeah. on where I am in my life, my age, what I've experienced, where I am, who I, who am I, who I'm around, you know right. what I'm saying? And ultimately my work as an artist, as an actress has really allowed me to be gentle with myself and what that looks like. I like that. I like that. Being in so many different places sounds like it's forced you to really get a hold of who you are so that you can hold on to that no matter where you are. Yes. And, and have compassion for things that I may not, that, that I may not understand or agree with because like that, that's not my circumstance. So it's easy for me to say, Oh, I'm, I'm nothing like that person. Yeah. I'm not and and judge them based on where I am. But unless I've been there, unless I'm them in that situation, I can't say. But traveling and, and being an artist while doing that, especially an actress, it allows me to see like different characters and be like, damn, if this was me and I was in this situation and I was her, knowing her background, knowing what she's been through, how would I like, how would this affect me? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do. I can see that. Yeah. 
That was a great question. Thank you. Thank <laughs> that you. was a good ass question. So what do you think that your, ex- well, not what do you think? What was your like initial experience moving away from home, like on your own, but specifically to pursue your dreams, to pursue Ooh. your goals? Like, girl, you coming in hot with these questions. <laughs> you are, you, you do, you be doing your research and shit. You be, you be. <laughs> Listen, my brain okay. don't stop. It's always on. So it, <laughs> I got a new so, cycle there. Okay, okay, so universally curious. I just want to know. Repeat the question one more time because it's loaded. <laughs> All right. So what was your experience moving? You moved around a lot as a kid, but mm-hmm. when you kind of first stepped out on your own, it wasn't necessarily for the traditional, I just went to college, right? So I moved away from home or, oh yeah, I landed this um, this job making X amount in this state. So I'm moving for that. No, you left specifically <laughs> to pursue a motherfucking dream, like a goal. And with that comes a lot of unknowns, a lot of variables and things that you've got to learn to keep in your control or think you've got to learn to adapt in a different way, I would assume. So what was your experience like moving on your own, but specifically to like follow a dream. Like I know that that wasn't okay. Boom, girl. So I Ooh. remember someone that we both know who I won't name just because it's not. I don't think that's fair. But someone we both know, and I'll say you on camera. Um, <laughs> I remember said to me that I can't fail. It's just me here. Like I can't just go back to my parents' house because I know that my family, most of us, we here in New York. If I, for some reason, fell flat on my face, I took a risk and, you know, I needed help. I know I can go home. My mother, my mother lives like 15 minutes away. My parents are right up the block. My grandmother is literally five blocks away. You know what I mean? So I know I can go home. I know I can, like, if everything around me disappeared, I don't have to figure out how to get six states away. I don't have to figure out how to get to another country. And this person really kind of, that was the first time somebody kind of really opened my eyes to that, the way that he was able to open my eyes to that. Because it's one of those things that you always knew, but it really was like, damn, you really bet it the fuck all. Like you risked everything. I really did. I really did. And like, I don't think I understood. Now that I'm looking back, I was reckless. (laughs) I was reckless. And I had to be, I had to be because a part of me then was really like, I got to prove this to other people, but because so many people were like, it makes no sense. Like even what saying it now and looking back at who I was, I'm like, that made no sense. But in my mind, it made perfect sense. I had no, I had nothing to lose. And I felt whoever said that, I feel like I know who it was, <laughs> but I'm high. So like, <laughs> I feel like I know who it was, but they are right. I can't fail. I don't have nobody depending on me, but me. Yeah. I don't have no responsibilities besides myself. And I owe it to me. I owe it to me. I deserve it. I deserve it. I know that like the path that I was taking, speaking of traveling, like 
whether it be the path to New York or just the path that I was taking to get me where I'm at, you know what I'm saying? And where I'm going to be, nobody had taken that path. (laughs) So there was no blueprint. There was no blueprint. There was no, there was no plan. There was no plan. There was no itinerary. At all. (laughs) How did you find community? Like, what was that like for you? Community found me. Oh, nice. Community community found me and I made myself open to it. That was the key. Like, one of the reasons why I'm so grateful for who I am and who God designed me to be. Because I was always fearless, or at least that's what it looked like on the outside. And at least that's what I conditioned myself to think. Because I... I have really bad anxiety, like so much so that like my, I shake a little bit, but I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. Ever since I was a little girl, I've been nervous and I don't know why. And a lot of it is because I'm this big impact in a small body, in a small vessel, in a small community, in a small world. Like I'm just a speckle in a whole galaxy <laughs> full of like, if you really want to go there, I'm just a, I'm just a little black girl from the East side of Youngstown, Ohio. Like, so I, but I've always known that like, I was powerful. I've always known that. I was waiting and, for you to get there. Go ahead. Huh? I was waiting for you to get there. Go ahead. Yes. I've always just known. And like, but everybody around me didn't. And I felt like I've always had to kind of just tread lightly and just go on my own path because if not, I'm going to be spending my life, my time proving it. Mm. Okay. And I just, I couldn't do that. I, I knew what, what my inner voice was saying to me. And it was saying like, you're going to be on that screen and you have to figure out how to get there. And then once I got on there, I was like, okay, this is not how I want to be on the screen. So now that I know how to get on the screen, I got to figure out how to, it was literally the same thing that they teach you how to do in school or that they teach you in college but I just I didn't have like the blueprint that they just say that you're supposed to have but I don't think that exists yeah and I I say all that to say it doesn't exist the blueprint of your life doesn't exist you literally like people can suggest what you should do to make money Mm -hmm. but like you determine what is work. My life's work has always been my artistry. Mm -hmm. But like, what the fuck does that look like? I have to create it. (laughs) I'm an artist. I have to create it. But ultimately, if you really even want to go deeper than that, God's an artist. We're made in the image of God. So if you just listen to your inner voice, if you listen to God, if you listen to source like you will feel it you'll hear it you'll know what is this is I know I'm on the right path I know I'm on the right path and it's funny you say that because we went to go see um marry me last night with J-Lo and uh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so cute and shout out to boyfriend he's a good one because he specifically chose that movie not because he loves J-Lo, but because he knows that I fucking love J-Lo in like every acting role. Like I prefer her as an actress. I mean, I I think she's ending. She's a great actress. Stop playing with J-Lo. She's fucking good. She's a good actress. She's an amazing actress. Y'all can say what y'all want, 
about her singing. Whatever. Yep. She's first of all, Thanks. she's a triple threat. She's a tri- she's a quadruple threat because she looks amazing while doing it. But acting every single movie she's been in, I've loved. Hits. It made Nails me cry. It. Love her. And so I appreciate that that was a very thoughtful gift that he <laughs> put together by choosing that one. But I still like to say, because in the movie, there is a line that uh, Owen Wilson's character uses. He plays a math teacher and he uses uh, this line. If you sit in the problem long enough, the answer will find you. And it's it's very much so in alignment to what you were saying about, um, you know, you have to create what it, for me, it's in alignment because you have to create what it is you want it to be. But if you, it's not going to come to you if you don't tap into it. Like if you don't sit in that, if you don't actively look for the answer that is yours and not trying to source out or seek it outside of you, you trying to seek it, you trying to ask your parents, or consider what your parents want for you to do with your life. That's never made sense to me. My mom, I don't even know which, well, I don't even know what her plan was for me because I never even cared. <laughs> I love you, mommy. You know yeah. I do. My mom is my best friend. I love her down. I'm gonna call her when I hang up with you. <laughs> but like, I don't care what you want. You had your life. You have yep. your life. This it, is mine. else's life is their problem, right? Not problem as in like a negative context, but just in the context of the quote. Like if you, uh, when you, what is it? When you sit in the problem long enough, the answer will find you. It's like, well, your life is your problem. Like that's your problem to solve. The Like everyone's equation is going to be fucking different. Equation. You gotta, you know, tap into your own so that you're not, it's like when they say, oh, don't look at your neighbor's paper because the questions are out of order. You sitting here looking for somebody else's test to get the answer from, but Y'all ain't got the same questions. So and that's why social media is being used as a huge distraction for what is actually happening, happening. Like yeah. we're, and this is why I keep encouraging people like JetBlue, I think it's still going on. They just had a sale, like a flight sale. It was like a one-way sale where tickets were like oh, under yeah, like $100. That $50, yeah. They sign up for their, and if you have a, so, uh, Pause for a pro tip. If you've got an airline that you fucking like, sign up for their newsletter. Get them emails so that when they run sales and things, it comes across your peripheral. Even if you don't book it every time you see one, at least it's now in the back of your mind. If you know that that's something that you want to, even if you don't necessarily see yourself as someone that wants to prioritize travel, if you see yourself as someone that wants to prioritize experiences, someone that wants to prioritize um, growth, but in like different ways, I'm telling you, travel is so much more than vacation. I tell y'all niggas this every fucking week. It's not just about going on a trip. You can gain so much more from it if you are actually intentionally traveling and not on some like, you know, deep woo woo shit, but just on some, I want to get different answers. I want to have different energy around me so that I can tap into or sit with my problem in a space where I am not guided by what I'm used to. It was kind of like we were talking about earlier how, um, you know, the people that are, you are who you are, not because that's who you are, but because that's what's going on around you. That's kind of what you think you have to be because it's essentially all you know. 
you only know yourself in your hometown or you only know yourself as you relate to your friends, to your current work, to your family. But if you take yourself outside of that, you give yourself the opportunity to say, well, what do I really want to do? What do I really fucking like? And you're not going to know what you really like or things that you really want to fuck with until you're given the opportunity to try things that you would never get the opportunity to experience in your home life. So it doesn't make you a better or worse person once you have these uh, experiences. It just makes you a more grounded person. You're able to be more authentic in a way that is different from someone who hasn't had those experiences. You're just giving yourself more of a palette to work with. It's not. It's like when it comes to makeup, somebody with maybe two colors, like a palette that only has two colors for the eyes, one lipstick and a pencil, they can still pull together a beautiful look because it's all in how you use your tools. But if you have even more colors in your palette, if you've got even more of a toolbox, if you will, your options just look different. You're able to work with a little bit more than someone that has less. And it's not that you can't both come up with incredibly beautiful creations. It just it's different. Why not give yourself a better toolbox, right? I know that's right. So speaking of I know toolbox, that's right. You are more than just a talented, beautiful face on screen. Behind the screen, you also run a motherfucking business. I do. So <laughs> what, please tell us about Liberate. So I created Liberate Botanica in like 2018. What happened was I was homeless and I was in a process of like, damn, I don't have anywhere to go. I, I wasn't staying with, a fr- I was staying with a friend that didn't work out. So like, I kind of was just like couch hopping. And then I was like Airbnb. I stayed in like a rental at some point. Airbnb was too expensive at the time. So I was like, all right, I can save this money if I just sleep in like a rental. So I, I got a rental. I was sleeping in a rental. Like a rental what? A rental car. Unit, a rental car. A rental Girl. car. Shout out to Hertz. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another episode. I'll tell you about them later, but go ahead. Yeah, but I rented out a car and I was sleeping in that bitch and like living out of it. I had all my shit in the trunk, but like I just was so. Sometimes I, I just be. A, oblivious like I just pray that God protects me and I just walk through <laughs> like I just walk through life like it's kind of like if somebody was walking on the street looking at their phone right and they're walking down the street and like nothing touches them nothing the field. You, like that's kind of how I live my life so like a lot of times I'm people consider me impulsive because I don't always plan things out I don't I just do it either way I don't even remember where I was going with that what did I ask you I think it was oh um, oh okay so I was homeless at the time and I went into this this store it was like it was like a metaphysical store oh right okay okay see how we got here I go into the the metaphysical store I buy some sage I get like I tell myself like I I had already kind of started developing like a ritual because I was sleeping in a car so like I really didn't have like certain resources and like I was on high alert a lot so like I was 
getting sleep, but I wasn't resting. You know what I'm saying? Like I came, I was rising with the sun at that point. And um, I just would like go to the beach and I just would like sit there in the car and just like walk around, stretch my legs out, right? And I remember God being like, you need a practice. Like you need a spiritual practice. You need something that like, that is ours. <laughs> and I was like, you're right, I do. So I had already like started, like I had already been a student of like African spirituality and just like learning where like certain things were coming from and certain beliefs and ideologies. And then I got into practices and then I learned about herbs and I started smoking more weed and just like, I just got just more into like the earth. And I was like, you know what? I need tools for my practice. <laughs> so I went to the store, called myself getting these tools. And then I went to the register and like, I rang the shit up and I saw my total and I was like, damn, like, this is really expensive. Like, where's all this like taxes and all that? I'm like, okay, whatever. Then like, this young white lady appeared to like tell me, tried to tell me how to use these tools. And I'm just like sitting her, I'm sitting there. At first I kind of was like, yeah, I know. And then I just sat there for a minute. Like, you know, there's moments when your spirit is like talking. There's moments where it's like, just listen. So I'm listening and I'm like, something in the back of my mind after hearing her was like, that white girl really thought she was like teaching me something. And like my people created this whole shit, grow this whole shit, created that whole thing. And y'all just, what? And then I just pay all this money for it. I was just, I was just was like, okay, whatever. I prayed over my, my tools. And then I was just like, I need to start creating my own tools or create a space where my people can come together and like practice our, what our things and just celebrate one another and just talk about God and, and, and spirituality and ourselves and what that looks like. Shout out and to how, Leaders and Lipstick. Okay. I miss my baby. I got to bring it back. But I, I'm really good at creating spaces. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at that. Bringing people together, particularly Black women, Black people, period. And I just was like, I, I want a space where Black people can come together and we can get tools from where we know, like we know, I know directly where this is coming from. And I'm speaking to somebody who like knows what this is used for and the healing properties behind it. And I just started making, like I started doing research and, research and just finding out where sage was harvested and where I could get it and whose hands it was touching. And I start creating my own products and bam, that's how it was made. Like, I don't know, I, I'm such a dreamer and I, I just get these ideas or God just gives me these messages. I feel like it's my ancestors really. Mm. I'm so tapped in with them, but I feel like they just whisper things in my ear and I'm like, huh, I should try that. <laughs> and then I do it. And then I'm like, let me see if people would like, if people like this and then people like it. And then I'm like, let me see if people want to buy it and then people buy it. And then that's it. I don't even, I be, I have to figure out a team. I'm building my team now. Mm-hmm. Cause like even to get into like marketing and all that stuff, yeah. like it's a lot. Like my eucalyptus comes from Mexico. 
I plan to go there later this year okay. um, and like go to a farm. But like even like finding out where the Palo Santo comes from, Peru, being able to go there and like, cause I'm, I, I'm connected with these people in these places and the people here who go to those places, but I'm like, I need to go. I want to show my people. I want to document this stuff. Mm -hmm. But this is my first year where I'm balancing being like having my business run at the capacity and the high demand that it does and be an actress. And I too, right now I'm in high demand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out so, to current projects. <laughs> I was so motherfucking tickled to see yes. you on Shout my out screen. Shout out to Quinta, Quinta Brunson, who is the creator and writer of Abbott Elementary. Did yeah, I did her? get to meet her. Is yes, she as much I, of a dream as I want her to be? She's everything. She's so sweet. That's she's really so, she's so pure. And when I first met her, the first thing she said to me, she was like, you're little like me. <laughs> she's she's literally like 4'11", 4'10", something like that. She's really small like me. Like yeah. Yes. So like, it was so cool. Cause I don't know why, but like her personality is so big that I just thought she was going to be taller. And I feel like she felt the same thing about me when she saw me, she was like, hi. <laughs> okay. I see you. <laughs> okay. But yeah, was... I didn't get a chance to work with her directly. I got, I got to work with Tyler James, mm -hmm. uh, from everybody hates Chris. I got to work directly with him. And I also got to work with Miss, uh, Mrs. Is Shirley Ralph. So yeah, I got to work with some, you know, some OG. She reminds her character, I will say. And it's so funny because I was just posting that to my stories today. Her character reminds me so much, so much. Her character on Abbott Elementary, particularly, mm -hmm. to be clear, reminds me of my mama. Because my mama worked in the school that I went to. Mm -hmm. And she was a kin she was my kindergarten teacher. She was like, she's fucking hood champion. She told everybody in the neighborhood. So <laughs> it was... <laughs> As a kid, it fucking sucked. It really did, because kids are assholes. They're fucking terrible. So I got teased like nobody's business. It was, no, you only get good grades because your mom pays for them. First of all, she ain't got bread to pay for me <laughs> good grades because she's a fucking teacher. Second of all, to because be she's honest, a fucking teacher, she don't fucking play that shit. I actually have to do my homework. I actually have to study. Like, like I can't cut up in fucking school because it's like, oh, so am I going to the first floor? Am I going to go get your mother? I guess you ain't, bitch. I'll sit down. You know what I mean? So it was just like, it was just dumb. I, I, it was not fun, I will say. But my mother has always been one of those educators that you can always tell was mean because she fucking liked you. She was mean because she cared. It wasn't a mean because she was like over your, the kids like talking. Like, first of all, she was one of those no-nonsense teachers also. Like you have the teacher that you cut up with and you have the teacher mm -hmm. that you know, she don't fucking play. And it was that, that same energy that her character gives is exactly what um, my mom was like as an educator, as an educator, and a lot of the other black ass teachers I had at my black ass elementary school. And I'm so glad that I was able to, you know, start there. As I just spilled some water. I'm sorry. That's fine. <laughs> the, um, well, yeah, I don't know. It's your house. I don't know what you spilled it on, girl. So. <laughs> I had some potatoes. I make myself brunch. I have potatoes in the oven. So I'm like, oh my gosh, let me get my potatoes for they burn. Oh shit. And then and then I came back over here and knocked over the water. 
sorry. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm I was so tickled to see you on the motherfucking screen because I, I didn't know. And I have been in my head, but I'm one of those people that will it takes a lot for me to watch something live, like in currently in production. I'm one of those people that doesn't do retention well. I don't remember information. So if I'm watching a show, I barely remember to check in same day of the week at the same time. So if you go on like a break and I got to wait for the next season, or if you do like that winter recess that Law & Order <laughs> seems to be doing multiple times right now that I'm not pleased with, might I add. Um, but I'm not going to remember what the fuck I watch. So, and I hate waiting. So I wait for shows to be done. So, so I knew you were in snowfall, but I'm like, all right, well, they just got to finish the fucking show so I can watch it. But then I said, all right, I don't want to miss. I never watched Insecure and I missed out on all the cultural relevancy in those conversations. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I got to tap into something. And so I decided to go for Abbott Elementary and I'm watching. And I'm like, that's my baby. And I'm sitting in the, um, <laughs> sorry, y'all, listening with your uh, AirPods, <laughs> earphones, my apologies. <laughs> next to me and it's the like, excitement for me what's uh, going on and I'm like I had to pause and I went back and then I gave him the backstory the boyfriend the backstory and then I text you after so I was like oh. girl like I know I didn't <laughs> even know my episode was coming on I they surprised me because I thought I was booked for the third episode like okay. when I booked it it was the third episode but in editing and post they moved they bumped me Okay. okay. So I'm really, you know, hoping and praying that when they come back from season two, that they bring me back. I already wrote um, a storyline for you in my head. I already got Maybe one. like the PTA meeting or something. Oh, I already know. In my head, I don't even know. Like, so in my head, what's going to happen is when he finally gets to that point where he's going to start, because we know he and um, what's her character's name? Quintus' character. Um, Janice. Thank you. Right? Thank you. Janine. I think it's Janine. Janine. We know that. Janine and what Tyler, I think his name is, I don't know, but Quinta and the, um, everybody hates Chris nigga. We, in my head, like we know they like each other. Right. So as soon as she finally starts to break up with that little boyfriend that she has, he's going to start dating you. And then it's like, they don't, he doesn't know what to do because he really likes you. But now Janine is available. And he had been kind of, you know, he was peeping her from jump. And then it's like, it's that, that thing of, well, I don't know. She's a coworker. I don't know. Like, she's actually my friend now. I don't know. Like, uh, is you really done with your man and shit? And he's like, yo, but I really fuck with Shorty. I really like her. Like, she's mad. So that's what I wrote in my head. That's what. <laughs> I like I'm that. Like, I like that storyline. We're going to jot that down. Yeah. <laughs> Do what you want. Yeah, it's yours now giving it i'm giving that yep take it I love so it. um so wrap up where because you kind of touched on one of um the other questions i wanted to ask you with your business with liberate what do you foresee like coming in the future as it pertains to your traveling to the places where you source your ingredients. Is there any um, experiences or are there any regions that you want to take in for yourself so that you can contribute to your wellness space a little bit differently, right? So I know let's, for an example, ayahuasca celebrations uh, or ceremonies as they're doing in say like Costa Rica. 
or going to newer or different regions to source the items that you bring over. What do you have in mind? What have you considered or what have you already done? And how does I've your, actually, you know, so I'm definitely going to South America. I've never been to South America. I've been to Central, but I've never been to South America. So South America, because I want to go to Peru and, and Colombia. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking if I'm not booked in May, I mean, in like April, May, like around my birthday, I'm going to go. And then while I'm there, I'm going to do it. Um, and then Mexico, of course, with the eucalyptus. But then um, I've been looking at possibly bringing a tea, like a tea line okay. in. And I'm looking at some teas from Ethiopia and Turkey so far. Okay. Okay. But I don't know. We'll see. Like, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> How do you think your travels have or and and or and including, well, hmm, both. How have your travels as an adult, your vacations, as well as your experience moving a lot as a kid, how do you think that has played in shaping how you are a, as a businesswoman, like your views on business and, you know, how you interact with customers and also sourcing ingredients? I think like <laughs> traveling has really taught me about negotiating mm. more so than anything, because I like as a businesswoman, it's not personal, you know, and all money is, is green or, all, you know, but yeah. then also understanding that all money isn't good money. You know what I'm saying? So like, sometimes people may want to offer me something and they're just charging me too high. And then I'm like, well, the people over here got it for su- such and such. And I know because I went or I have a, you know, so they may be willing to work with me or not willing to work with me. But I feel like, honestly, it's caused me to just be more um, mindful of like, the language and like the language barrier and the cultural barrier, but also mm-hmm. like being very sure what it is that I want, where I'm going, how I'm trying to, like what it is that I need. I'm not trying to go there and have y'all show me some shit. So when I go, I already know like what I'm going for, what I want to see. And I make sure that they know, like I have somebody with me that can speak the language and I make sure it's just like, a, yeah, you know what That's I'm saying? Like, funny. look, look, y'all not about to, you know, because also like I'm a woman, but then also I'm a black woman. Yeah. And I'm American. Mm-hmm. And then I'm coming over there and I'm talking business and they're like, okay, well, this is what you, you know, deserve, or this is what we're going to give you as opposed to what you're asking us for. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely traveling has definitely helped me with that. And I feel like that's something I'm really about to like put more especially since I'm going and I'm like looking at manufacturing is the more that's kind of what it is because it's not really a manufacturer because they're not making anything but I mean they're not like uh like sewing and all that stuff but it is manufacturing because they I'm sourcing it through them right right so I don't yeah I don't run the farm or nothing like that but I need to make sure that like this is organic I need to make because that's what that's the selling point Mm -hmm. So let's see. Okay. But yeah, so it's just getting down to business. Like business is, they, you got to play it like in your masculine energy. It's a, I want to say it's a man's game, but it's just, it's definitely, business is definitely a masculine energy. No, so I when I'm, 
I feel you. Yeah. So when I'm doing that, I just be, I just, I'm very mindful and I just go with what I need in mind. They can't sell me on anything. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm glad that you meant, you phrased it that way, masculine energy, as opposed to um, like, I got to be a nigga about it. It's like, no, because it's just that the feminine energy and masculine energy aren't always just in terms of like a man and a woman, right? Like it's not Mm -hmm. saying you have to be a man about it. It's just, no, tap into something that's a little more stern. It's a little bit more precise and clear as opposed to what is understood as feminine energy, as opposed to being not um, as aggressive or not as finite, like assertive as like, this is what it is like no yeah because there are plenty of women that can be assertive get to their point and have and embody masculine energy without being men and there are plenty of men who are very capable of ex- um not uh not expressing but well yeah expressing but also sitting in their feminine energy without being fucking women. Like I, I right. hate people correlate the two to mean like- so, We're both. Right. My man knows Everybody. how to nurture me. He knows how to <laughs> tap into his feminine ass fucking energy and say, hold on, maybe I need to slow it down a notch. Let me listen to what she's saying. Let me mm-hmm. be a little bit softer with how I explain this to her, or let me be a little bit more gentle with my response as to, you know, keep the fucking peace or to not cause her to now be upset or think that I am being, you know, um, aggressive or angry about a point when it's just like, no, I'm just repeating myself for the fourth time. Yeah, it's just, it's just the energy. Yeah, it's just energy. That's it. So where can the people find you and your beautiful energy? Um, I mean, you can find me on Instagram at pronounced Natay, N-A-T-A-Y um or just type in Nate my name N-A-T-E with the accent mark I'll come right up uh Liberate Botanica if you're interested in incense oils and all the good vibes and shit liberatebotanica.com at Liberate Botanica on Instagram and yeah shop black period especially since it's you know black history month and also I mean power to the people which should be happening all year. It's not like you have to only do it during Black History Month. All the time. You get you get the fucking point. Yes. Oh, and then each one teach one. Buy buy something for your friend or your mom or your lover or whoever. And right. tell people about us. <laughs> yes. Just spread the word. A lot of time, I think a lot of people um confuse support with or only their support as like a fiscal. Yeah. Uh, or a very financial transaction it it doesn't have to be it can be which we welcome those as well however <laughs> support is also hey you hear somebody think uh mentioning or talking about yeah i gotta get some more sage or i don't know i need a new body oil or i've been looking for something a little jazz up my self-care practice you know maybe aromatherapy in the bathroom mm-hmm. or like nice bath bombs and such like that oh well boom i've been following this this on instagram Here's the link. Check this out. This is up your alley. Somebody's talking about, yeah, I want to travel someplace or I want to go this. I want to see that. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, well, I actually listened to this fucking podcast. Give it a shot. Their playlist. You can see a topic that you're interested and get directly to those episodes. So it doesn't have to necessarily be buying a course or buying a sage bundle. You can absolutely slide that link to someone that you know wants to spend money or just also wants that information because we hear resources, you know? We're here. Support looks a lot of different ways. We are here. 
So that will definitely be in the description box as always, as well as the link for the $50 giveaway for um, you to shop Liberate Botanica. I am doing a special travel and shit giveaway. Um, so one giveaway is going to be a gift card. It's a $50 gift card. And I'm going to do another, um, giveaway. I believe I'm going to make that one, um, like a social media giveaway. I, I got to figure out exactly how I'm doing it, but there are, there's more than one fucking, there's, there's stuff I'm going to do. We're going to work out between the two of us, what makes sense, but there's going to be also a, um, like a discount code or something you could use for a, I really want one of those for myself, by the way. I'm going to get one. The um, the travel. What's the travel pack that you, you mentioned? Oh, the Aura kit. Yeah. Um, there yes, is the Aura kit. Kit that has travel-sized items. And I'm definitely going to make sure that Travel Shit listeners definitely get their hands on specifically the items that you want to pack light with and, you know, sh- uh, put in your, what do you call it, carry-on. Because I personally... Is this the carry-on? No, this isn't my... um carry on guys shirt but I don't believe in checked luggage <laughs> I don't do it so I try to keep shit light if it ain't gonna go in a check in a carry on I need small sizes so we're definitely gonna um I'm gonna hook you up with that as well as a gift card if you would like to shop elsewhere of course so details of that will be in the description box and um I appreciate y'all for rocking with us thank you to my beautiful guests thank you for joining me it was a pleasure to have you here Hi, y'all. Hollows at the links.